Welcome back to We Shadows, the podcast about design, technical, and all things behind the scenes in the Twin Cities theater community. We know we've been gone for a bit, though. We hope you had a wonderful summer and are having a very nice fall. Live events are just returning, and now so are we. So let's get right into it. In this episode, Liesa Baron sat down with head carpenter Christy Rivestall. Together, they talk about being a head carpenter and all the places that job has taken her. This episode was recorded on August 18th, 2021. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to get to chat with you a little bit. Um, So you are a, you said head carpenter, uh, house carpenter, um, and also a a stagehand all around town. Um, Can you kind of explain to someone who maybe has never worked in a space that has a head carpenter, um, what that position might be or how that might be different in your space compared to other spaces? Um, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times when I tell people, especially people not in the industry that I am a carpenter, a head carpenter, um, they picture sawdust and a lot of hammers and a lot of, you know, building things. Mm-hmm. And I usually try to explain to them that I am much more of an Ikea carpenter, uh, that all the sets get built, you know, offsite and then they mm-hmm. bring them into my stage and I help bolt them together and install them onto the stage. Um, that I make very few things myself. Most of the stuff is pre-built. And then it's dance. So we don't usually have, well, we don't usually have a lot of scenery. And then there are other shows where we get a big ballet and all of a sudden we've got a full, (laughs) you know, full scenic elements. But for the most part, um, I am an Ikea, Ikea carpenter. I kind of love that description. Ikea Carpenter makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, have you been doing this uh, type of work for many years? Is that something you kind of went into or did you, how did you kind of get to where you are now? Um, well, I started in this all. <laughs> yeah. So I did, well, I wanted to be an actress in high school um, and I would audition and I didn't have much talent. And so when you audition, they have the little box of like, do you also want to work backstage? Mm-hmm. And I would say yes. And they would proceed to not cast me because I didn't have enough <laughs> skills. And I would work backstage and be a little grumbly about it. <laughs> and, and then I went to college and I looked at all the theater departments, but I was really afraid to say like, this is what I want to do for my life. Um, and so like I majored in zoology for a semester i majored in communications uh, <laughs> and then i heard my two friends who now have phds in science heard them talking one night in the dorms and i was like oh yeah no i'm not i can't go into science <laughs> like no i don't even i don't think that way that's not exciting to me <laughs> right yep yep and it was uh and really all along what i wanted to do was theater but it was yeah. really scary for me to like say that mm-hmm and admit uh, that to yourself yeah yeah admit that to myself i had to go back to all my my high school friends who were all like much better bigger theater technicians than me who i knew did not expect me to do this for a living and have to tell mm-hmm. all of them and i was and i was worried about telling my parents and my mom was <laughs> like ah it's all right i called grandma and told her i was majoring in recreation so <laughs> <theater's> fine. <laughs> yeah 
It's about the same, um, right? Yeah. Yep. And then once I finally got over that hump, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a stage manager. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. And I decided that like somewhere in you know senior year of college and went off into the world. And I had like, you know, a semester of stage managing experience. Mm-hmm. So nobody was super excited to hire me as a stage manager. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get as much experience doing everything. Yeah. Stage manager, like if I know how to do everything, that's going to help me as a stage manager. And then the children's theater put me on a show on Run Crew. Okay. Here in Minneapolis? Here in Minneapolis. Okay. Yep. yep. I went to Madison for school and then I moved back here. Oh, okay. Where I grew up. And um, yeah, they hired me and put me on Run Crew. And I did one show and I was like completely and utterly in love. <laughs> and then I, I thought about stage managing and I was like, oh, my stage manager, I don't get to touch things. Oh, I really like running the rail. Yeah. And that was the end of the stage management dream. <laughs> You're like, this is, no, I, I don't mean, want to do that anymore. <laughs> kind of. I still, I still end up going back and forth. I feel like between like stage management, production management jobs and mm-hmm. stage hand jobs, especially with the pandemic. Um, yeah. But yeah. No. shift a lot during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Children's Theater hired me and put me on the technician okay. path. Yeah. So you you are from the Twin Cities area originally, um, but I know that you have worked uh, outside of the Twin Cities a lot. Um, what 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 made you like come back here, um, or what were things that you liked about some of those other places that maybe you were at for some of the year? Yeah. So, uh, well, you may remember I worked at the Santa Fe Opera, which yeah, is that's we how met. we met. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, how I. Also, you're the person I contacted when I yes. came to town. Yeah. <laughs> Was call um, up Christy and, and say, "I know no one. Help me out." <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> everybody works. has to have that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was so scared I to was... call you though. Yeah. Were you really? Of... I was because okay. So even though we worked at Santa Fe, you were my boss at Santa yeah. Fe, and like. Yeah. I was this lowly new person and like, we didn't like know each other. You know what I mean? Like it was a boss and coworker kind of relationship. And so like, it's not like we were hanging out tons and it had been what three or four years, something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was kind of scared and it was one of those where it was like, you know what, just send the email. And I am so happy. And to, to this day, I still tell people, whenever they're like, they contact me, it's like, no, you just need to contact one person in a town. I don't care if you know that person really well, right? You don't know that person. Yep. I sent this message to a person that I worked with once in my life. And I got a huge list of names to contact. We had coffee. I remember the whole like, getting to kind of see somebody who was doing what I wanted to do, or at least mm-hmm. was even in the city that I wanted to be in. And this was after getting my master's degree. I was so right, scared right, yeah. to be like, yeah. I'm moving to a new city. I don't know any of these people. I know one person in this town who was actively, I found out later, I actually knew a lot more people who were here. Yeah. But yeah. at that time, I thought I only knew one person who was professionally working in theater. Yeah. And so like, it was scary, but I learned really quickly that that, fear everyone has that fear everyone has it. um yeah. and now i pass that on so like everything that you gave to me i try to yeah. pass that on to almost anyone who calls me up whether That's they awesome. work as a set designer or a stage hand or like an actor i've had actors from my undergrad or other places be like hey they gave me your name sure i'll yeah. talk to you i'll find somebody you might be able to talk to like why not 
I want more right. of more awesome people in our field and preferably in our city. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I was, that's so funny. Cause I was so excited when you called and we're like, Oh my God, I'm moving to Minnesota. Cause like everybody else from that group was all like, they're all moving to New York or California. They're all over the place. I, yeah. Right. And I hadn't seen anybody from Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. And so when you called, I was like over the moon that you were going to come here. Oh, great. I was yeah. very happy about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It was still definitely like, how do I do yeah. this? Yeah. Mm. Well, and I had that same thing. I mean, when I was, you know, I moved here fresh out of college mm -hmm. and there was some, you know, I think it was a grad student at Madison yeah had worked in the twin cities and he did the same thing he sent me the email list of like here's a bunch of people all to these, call all these places yeah and yeah i mean that's you need that you need that it's initial just, step just in open the up door, the door just, the window whatever you want to call right. it yeah right because you don't get jobs in our industry via a job posting i mean yeah, no, can every once in a while can. yeah but yeah. i mean i've interviewed and successfully gotten two jobs in my career. I've interviewed for a lot of jobs. Yeah. And I have worked steadily. Yeah. But I've only gotten one was the Santa Fe Opera and then my Cole Center job. I was just saying I've interviewed for a bunch of jobs and some of them I have gotten, but a lot um I would say a lot of them have been ones that somebody else said, "Hey, mm -hmm. you should call this person." Yeah. So there's a lot of places that I never applied to. If, yeah. if you want to use like normal work world like I never sent them an application I've had plenty of interviews where after the interview was like hey do you want my resume at all and they're like oh right. I mean I guess you could send it over so we have it on file but yeah we're already hiring you and I was like oh okay, cool we'll take yeah. that yeah <laughs> sounds good well and because of that because of that you know the one person's kindness I can't even remember his name which is really funny mm -hmm. like I mean now like that's something that I then try to do like if yeah. anybody emails me or calls yeah. And they're trying to figure it out. Like I will at the very least have a phone call if not, or email them other people. Yeah. Here's email. some info. Yeah. Yeah. I've had plenty yes. of coffee and, and sometimes yeah. nothing comes out of it. Right. Like I don't, but now I have this connection to this person or right. I have this like possible friendship that right. might come out of it. Like, I don't always necessarily think that a job is going to come out of it, but it's like, talking to someone else about what we do just kind of mm -hmm. helps you feel like you're mm -hmm. not alone. Yeah. And what we do. Yeah. I think. And so sometimes that's all that I need. Yeah. When I moved out to New York, like I, in Minnesota, I was a firm, like bring my lunch. I hate to spend money. I hate to, mm -hmm. and I moved out to New York and I was like, I will not never bring a lunch because lunchtime is when I'm going to go out with these people and mm -hmm. sit and talk to them in like a casual setting. Yeah. This is how I'm going to get more work. Yeah. That makes sense. I always, I always do the opposite, sort of the opposite. I bring a lunch that if I don't want to eat it, like if I, <laughs> yeah. if I decide that I want to go chat with these people, yeah. whoever I'm working with, it's not going to go bad. Yes. <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Like, no, it absolutely does. It's the best way to do it. I just bring this yeah. thing of like, okay, I have food. So if I want to eat something or if catering is really bad, um, yeah. then I've got an option that I know I'll eat, but also it won't go bad if I choose to go and do quote unquote networking um right. <laughs> which is a weird phrase in our world but it is what we do we network is, we yeah. we talk to other people you make friends you make um connections um so you did you go to new york right after santa fe then or nope so or okay yeah so i was in i had worked at children's theater i'd never done mm -hmm. any of the summer stock stuff yeah. and it was always something that i kind of wanted to do 
And then the recession hit and I had been working at Children's Theater pretty steadily in like 06 to would have been 08. And mm-hmm. the recession hit and I lost all my standing. Like, you know, they didn't have enough shows to keep me benefited. Oh, um, yeah. And I was I was devastated. But I was like, okay, what can I, what have I, like, I've got this open chunk of time now. What have I always wanted to do but couldn't before because I had shows. were working steadily, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I went down and decided to try summer stock and go to Santa Fe and mm-hmm. and do all of that. Um, so that was the summer of 09. And yep. then I came back to the cities and ended up, you know, work picked up after the recession. And so I was able to be back to my benefited position over at Children's Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stayed there until 08. And I was kind of feeling like I was in a run and not like I wanted more leadership roles. I wanted bigger. Cause you bigger were titles. like a back, a, ha- a backstage hand. Yes. So you were, you weren't in charge, but you were moving the scenery, moving yes. the drops, curtains like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'd also like, you know, I'd worked at the Guthrie, you know, when CTC didn't have shows, I'd jump over and run shows at the Guthrie and yeah. You know, a variety of other places in town, but mainly Guthrie and Children's Theater. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then I knew I wanted to move on from Children's Theater. I was mm-hmm. looking at all the job postings in Minnesota and I wasn't seeing anything that I really wanted. Yeah. And I had no idea, like, <laughs> what New York was going to have. But I was like, well, I won't, I won't regret going out there. Like, I will learn things. Yeah. You'll learn something, whether you stay forever or leave or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I was pretty, when I went out there, I really did just want it to be like, you know, a five-year thing. I knew I wanted to be back home in Minnesota. Okay. Because this is where all my family is. And yeah, I think Minneapolis is a super great place to live. Like the Twin Cities. There's such a good balance of like things to do city-wise, but also like nature and being able to. Yeah. Like you can drive 20 minutes and get pretty much anywhere, maybe 30, 40 max. And also you can get out of the city entirely in that amount of time, or you can go find a lake or you can go to a concert. Like, so, I mean, there's that benefit. I love it in this town. That's my favorite. But so you were in New York for a few years then? I was in New York from 2014 to 2017. Okay. And did you go to New York knowing that you could get work in New York or did you just like up and go, I'm going to just do this. Like was, did you have any sort of, I was quote unquote plan scared out of my mind. Um, I went, so let's see, we had the, the Super Bowl was in New Jersey and I've Uh got um, an aunt and uncle and some cousins live out in New Jersey. So, and once again, I had a gap in my shows that lined up nicely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go do the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. which is usually about three weeks worth of work. And then I've got friends in New York. I'm going to go crash on their couch and see if I can get work for two months, see if I like it. Yeah. You know, because I, why not? Right. And so, like, I lived with my aunt and uncle in New Jersey for the, for the Super Bowl, because that was closer. And then, my aunt was driving me in, it would have been February, into Brooklyn, where I was living with a bunch of ex-Twin City people. Um, 
and like there was an ad that came on i had no work lined up none yeah and there was an ad that came on the radio and it was like make 12 dollars an hour to shovel out um fire hydrants and i was like all right that's the backup plan like i'm from minnesota <laughs> i can shovel i can like, i know how to use a shovel any work it'll be it's great valid valid point yep and then i was emailing um so the forward tv at the guthrie mm-hmm. richard Gergen, had become the TD over at, um, Ju- yeah, Juilliard. Oh, okay. And so I was emailing him about something totally different and being like, oh, by the way, like, I'm in New York. I landed now. in New York, you know, and I had been, been planning on spending the day like going down to the Union Hall and trying to set that all doing up. Yeah, whatever yeah. Never more role was. And he was like, oh, well, do you want to? We need a head of carpenter just back out. Do you want to come in? Tomorrow nice. for work? And I was like, yes. Yes, I really it's do. way better than shoveling out yep. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yep. So my first day in New York, without any planning, I had a job. I love it. Oh, it's and, beautiful. And went in and, uh, you know, loaded in whatever set Juilliard was loading in at that point. Yeah. And then one guy that worked there, he was like, hey, I'm doing Fashion Week. You want to, they need people. You want to come? be an electrician for fashion week and so away i went and nice worked fashion week and you know the next gig came from that one and and it just kind of snowballed and were you an an iatsi stagehand at that point yes or were you still like fully freelance so you had already you were i got i became an iatsi member right after i got back from santa fe oh okay so in 2010 okay and that being a member helped me way more in New York. That okay. gave me, even though I wasn't of- a member of Local One, yeah. I was an IATSE member and so people were way more willing to hire me out there. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, so I was able to jump more. into Local One work a little relatively easier. quickly. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. And you then stayed in New York for how many years did you end up deciding to kind of stick around there? I did it for three years. Three years. And I know... Were all of those years? Did you go to the Super Bowl all of those years? I, I know that you've done that many, many times at this point. No, I did. Well, yeah. I've done or more than a few six times. Six or seven, I okay. think, halftime shows. So that one, that one was another one. So my first one was in Miami in maybe it was 2010. Mm-hmm. It was the Who. And it was, it was the year the Vikings almost went. We had Brett Favre, yeah, and we were like we got to the championship game, and then Close. Brett Favre threw an interception, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've been watching the Super Bowl the year before, and I was like, "Oh, look at that halftime show! That probably needs a lot of stagehands." Yep. I wonder how they do that. And then I emailed. It was in Miami, and so I emailed the local down there. I was like, "Do you guys need hand? How do, like, yeah, how, do you need do you... other people? Yeah, yeah." How does this and they, work? Miami's done this, like, you know, they've had like 14 Super Bowls. Yeah. So they've got it. They know the routine and they're like, yeah, sure. You know, send us your address. And they sent me a stack of paperwork like this thick. And I was like, and at that, I was also like trying to coordinate and maybe trying to work the Olympics, which were in Vancouver that year. Yeah. And I like did not want to fill up the stack of paperwork, but then the Vikings started doing really well. Oh, I see. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to be super pissed if the Vikings are in the Super Bowl. I had a chance to, like, be there in person. And now and I, I and I, and I didn't just because of the paperwork. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So 
And I'm the Vikings like, kicked you in the butt to make you go yeah. do the thing. <laughs> yeah. So I filled up the stack of paperwork, sent it away, and I'm thinking it's going to be like a weekend in Miami in January, which mm-hmm. sounds lovely. Yeah. And so the local calls me up and they're like, can you come down on like January, uh, whatever the day after President's Day is, like 17th, and be here through, you know, February 8th? I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh. That's, that's not a short that's, amount of time. That's the thing. So then I, yep. So I was like, sure, I'll, I'll come down. And I'm like, what do, what do I do for housing? And they're like, oh, I mean, get a hotel room for the first couple nights. You'll make friends on, on site. Cause like it's Super Bowl weekend. Right. So like things are like oh housing is not, not cheap. And, um, and so I was like, all right, sure. So I booked a flight. I booked a rental car for three days, booked a hotel for three days. And oh then, my goodness! And like the night before, I'm supposed to fly to Miami. I'm look, I'm working a union call, and I'm looking around at all these people, and I was like, I wouldn't stay with any of these guys. <laughs> like, what <laughs> am I doing? I'm like, you know what? I'm like, who am I gonna end up staying with? Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh no, and I was like mid 20s at that point. Yeah. And uh, but I got on a plane because it was all booked. Yeah. And I ended up being, you know one of the union carpenters in charge of a major piece of scenery for the the who halftime show yeah and uh you know i was sitting there looking on uh, spending my lunch hours like trying, trying to, to find, find somewhere to Airbnb live or anything. yeah and finally and one of the guys who was like my dad's age took pity on me and his daughter who was my age and her boyfriend just lost a roommate so i'm like yeah so i went and stayed with them they gave me a ride to work every day and these were like big time movie guys like they had worked on titanic which just like <laughs> blew my mind they worked on like they helped build the ship for um pirates of the caribbean and yeah they were just they gave me rides to work every day because <laughs> i had to get rid of the rental car and then they dropped off a bike so i could like bike around <laughs> bike around in the area yeah amazing well i kind of love that though because it's one of those words like you didn't know anyone there and they were so willing to still help you even though you're like yeah. i could have been completely screwed I totally uh, could in that been. in that I whole experience, and they just were willing to help out. And you know, it's yeah. kind of awesome though yeah. that that kindness was everywhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> in a in a way, like it kind of pops yeah. up everywhere. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so then I did that, and it was super fun because all of a sudden mm-hmm. I was like, and like when you major in theater, I never, I didn't even know that I get to do concerts. Yeah. Let alone like. The halftime yeah. show at the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Crazy. Some of the jobs that I've done that if I were to tell high school version me or even college version me, they would be like, you're an idiot. There's no way you're going to ever do that. Like, right. you're never going to get to work X, Y, or Z band, or you're not going to get to do, you know, that yeah. TV show or that, like, any of those things that happen to just be on the list, you know? Right. Well, and I just, like, I really had no idea, even, like, after I graduated, I really had no Mm -hmm. idea how many, the scope of how many different types of things I would get to work on. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. My other moment like that was, um, like, I don't really get super starstruck, like, for the most part, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we're backstage, they're working, we're working. You're like, oh, cool, that person just famous person just walked by whatever they're just 
they're going to their next part of their job, which most right. likely is sleep right. at that point. <laughs> uh, but I was working at Target Center, the New Kids on the Block revival tour. Oh my god! And Jordan like took off his shirt for a costume change, like ten feet in front of me, and my I was losing my mind because yeah. my, like if I had told my third grade self that this mm-hmm. was my future, yep, I would have lost it completely. <laughs> Mine was actually my first union call. Mm -hmm. My first official union call was um, I worked at the Target Field Mm -hmm. and I um, it was a big like one of these like big like three or four band thingies. Yeah. And it's the end of the show. And um, I basically am told that once they're done singing, you head on stage. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to do that. Um, Except for I almost ran into a Backstreet Boy. (laughs) <laughs> like physically smacked into him as he was coming off stage. I believe it was Brian. Um, but it was one of those where I'm like, if I would have told high school me, first of all, she would have been mad because she loved sync. But um, <laughs> it's still one of those things where like, there's no way middle school, high school age me would have ever believed that I would have been in the same tiny space as of any of those people. And like, what was weird is in the moment, they're just another person. They're literally just another person working their job. And my right. job is to go on stage and tear down their set. Right. And so that, that that can get going and things like that. And it was like, in the moment, I didn't think about it. But I kind of, like, afterwards did was like, oh, my gosh. That was literally, that happened yep. to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's weird, though, that yeah. in the moment, you don't think about those things. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're a lot of your network building has just been kind of like out on jobs and like finding work that way. Um, yeah. Less less of the like sh- job postings and things like that. Right, right. Kinda, Generally, kinda... yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm responding to a job posting, it's usually because somebody has already like yeah, they I just need the application for formality's sake, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or to put it in that list of possible work kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any things that you, like, you said that you were at one point applying or was thinking of doing the Olympics or whatever, but mm-hmm. are there any things that you're, like, still, like, this is the dream? Like, I still want to work on this kind of show or get to do this kind of thing. Is there anything like that for you right now? You know, I mean, really, like, the Olympics is kind of the la- like, the only one that I haven't really been able to manifest into reality. Yeah. Um, Going out to New York really let me check a lot of boxes. I got to work on a big movie. I got to work on a big TV show. Yeah. I got to do fashion week. I got to, um, I mean the super bowl, that was a a huge one. Yeah. Um, I got to work on Broadway. I mean, I didn't run a show, but I got to load, load stuff in and out we're on uh, their stage putting I was stuff on together. the stage yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh. um yeah so i mean the olympics is probably the last like big one you know i'm a lot of, like i got to you know i never did a big tour but i did take yeah. like ctc shows out on tour yeah so i feel like i've sort of lived that life um yeah the tour life is less is both appealing and not really appealing to me. Like yeah. I wouldn't mind one of those like short, short, short stop tours or like those yeah. ones where it's like, we're going to go to this city for a month and then we're going to go to here for a month. But like, yeah. I have no ambition to be on a concert 
yeah, with like oh, every no, other night in a different yeah. city or yeah, like no, where you'd, no. you'd wake up and you're like, where are we now? Like I, I yeah. get that for some people that's great and they love that life and, and it's cause they can work a ton and make a ton of money and then have a ton of time off yeah. depending on the type of tour they're on. But yeah, no, uh, it takes all people. I love zero. working those. I love those tours yep. coming in. I love yep. it changing and being yep. different. And yeah, I can say, no, I don't want to work outside or yes, I do want to work outside right. or I'm going right. to, because it's just what to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that you can someday get to work the Olympics and maybe I'll come along while you do it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, that's the thing. I've never done the like go to the Super Bowl. Like after working the Super Bowl here, here yeah. I worked yeah. the NFL honors and I loved that crew. Those same yeah. people that I worked with for that, those, um, are good. those are a lot of target, them. target nationals, same, yep. same group of people. Yep. They're wonderful. And I would love to just like work with them randomly mm -hmm. over and over again because mm -hmm. they were great people. Yeah. Um, and I haven't quite gotten up the guts to do that. I'm going to just go to somewhere else that the Super Bowl is happening. Yeah. When it's happening. Yep. Uh, like, I just quite, haven't quite been able to figure out how to get out of my own head about yep. doing that. Yeah. Um, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Maybe I'll just have to tag along with you next time. <laughs> Be like, I'm going. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. It's just, I think it's because of the comforts of home is kind of nice too, yeah. where it's like, yeah. I like my own bed yeah. and, and at times I've been working other stuff yeah. during those times. Yeah. So it's not like, well, and it, you know, and my it's gap like, hasn't always worked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's important. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be someplace else and for not, a chunk of time, yeah. and not know for sure that you've got work. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Usually I've justified it. Cause I'm like, it's down South in January. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I don't I, get work, I've got three I'm, weeks vacation. I don't know if I can afford it, but at least I'm someplace warm. Or at least I have yeah. part of the vacation. Like I can disappear, yeah. you know, I can vacation yeah. for a bit, you know. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, are there things that have, that you've noticed that have like changed a lot from what you started doing in the industry um, or like how the jobs you're doing have changed? Like, is there a lot mm -hmm. of new technology or or just new ways of doing things or is it kind of a lot of similar stuff i think the conversations around things have changed like i um was just listening to a tiktok um from <laughs> laura osnes who mm -hmm. i went to high school with and then is now you know starring in broadway things and she but she the year let's see she was a performing apprentice at the children's theater uh-huh the year before I fully started running shows. Okay. So she was working in Aladdin that I helped load in, load out. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how, you know, she was, I can't remember if she was Jasmine or if she was Jasmine's understudy. Um, but she had to, you know, get brown contacts and, you know, like I think they gave her some self tanner to try to, you know. Oh, yeah. And Children's Theater would never do that. No. Now. Like, and so, and that, I mean, that was the beginning of my career, right? So that doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Yeah. Um, no, and it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that that was super right. kind of common. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a whole fiasco with Mulan, and I think that's probably, you know, that moved us forward in that direction. So yeah. not so much with the technology, although that's always changing, but just the conversations around who we cast and what kind of shows we're doing and what's yeah. appropriate, like 
that's really changed since yeah. I started in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's always been a part of the conversation, I think more so in our industry than in others. Yeah. But it's really... Well, it's a little more prevalent in certain things because, like, we do stories about people who are from marginalized communities. And it's like, well, why aren't those the people that we're putting on the stage? And Mm -hmm. why aren't those the people Mm -hmm. we're putting backstage? And they should be working in the industry. If we're going to tell their story, why are they not in the room when we're creating the story we're telling about their industry? Or their, not their industry, their culture or their background or whatever yeah Yeah, that makes and and the conversation around um you know putting men men in drag for comedy i mean that's yeah yeah the times that it happens now Mm -hmm. there's a lot more backlash there's a lot more people going yeah why are you doing that's not comedy that's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. like yes men in drag is great right for reason but it should not be a joke it should not be a right yeah that's not Yep. serious like, versions of it makes sense i'm fine with that mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. there's some awesome drag people drag yes. queens out there yes let them tell the stories that's totally right. fine but it's not about funny yeah yeah um yeah that totally makes sense um have you have you noticed more um more women in our industry or in that in this field or is it about the same in that realm that's interesting you know i feel like it's about the same as what when you started from when I started um mm-hmm. but yeah, but like it's still it's still noticeable right like if the production team is all women or like we had one show at yeah that I ran where you know it was all females backstage and like yeah you notice it's still it noticeable when it right yeah. yeah I mean I'm the only I mean granted at the Cole Center we have you know, there's just me, Very. the lighting guy, the sound guy, video guy, and the production manager. But I'm the only, yeah. only woman on the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's still fairly common. But, I mean, there really are a lot of, a lot of really good yeah. female technicians. And designers I think it's, and it's one of those where, like, I do notice that I always notice when I end up on a call or when I was TDing and I was the carpenter mm-hmm. and never by on purpose did I hire all women, but there were times when like, that's who all responded to my call for yeah. work. Yeah. And it's always interesting. Um, the dynamic and how things are a little different when it's a, when mm-hmm. it's only women on mm-hmm. the crew or it's when it's mostly women. So I've worked a few times where it's like, there's like one or two guys, but I've got four or five women on the call. Yeah. Um, and so then it's, it's definitely a different, feeling uh and a different i mean both i i love both yeah. versions like yeah. i love working with crews of all men i mean i i don't want it to only be all men or all women like right. honestly yeah. i never do but it's i've never had issues on my yeah. end i mean i i guess i have had some um usually not when i'm the td those issues have gone away yeah. very quickly when <laughs> yes the times i've had issues were when i was not in charge unfortunately yeah um, which makes it harder for me to fix the issues in the room um yeah i thought it was interesting sure. um you know i mean I, I feel like there's a lot of places where like it doesn't matter that i'm yeah. a female right um but like the Santa Fe opera, I really felt like I had to 
let go of any like feminine thing that I had and really like be a dude for that summer and to kind yeah. of fit into that culture. Um, and that's another place where I felt too. like yeah. I've had that it not I... matter. I've had it like yeah. work to my advantage sometimes that I'm a female, like, but that was one I... where I felt like I had to just pretend like I was a dude to get along. Yeah. I didn't quite have as much of that. I think maybe it's because we had five girls, five women yeah, on the Yeah, crew. we did have a, yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I also like, I don't know, maybe it's just my personality in general. I might already be more one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I didn't feel like I was like left out of things or, yeah. Yeah. or not allowed. The biggest times were like, I'm too short for a lot of things. And that's just... <laughs> me that there yep. were times where it was like no you do that i can't i can't right. reach that thing right. i can't yeah. um yeah. but the guys on on at least the stage handy side the uh, yeah. red crew side like i felt like a lot of times it was more like yeah you're totally able to carry the same amount of stuff of us and then right. like yeah. if there was any ideal like you're a girl you can't do this it went away pretty quickly from yeah. the rest of the hands yeah. at least um i've had a few times at like other big load-ins where I had somebody like do the like you don't know what you're talking about kind of thing I was like right. dude I I run union crews right yeah I have a master's degree in it like what are you telling me what I know right. what I don't know yes, yes I yes. look like I'm in my teen 20s but I'm not <laughs> 20 okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and even if I was still I know what I'm talking about yes. um yeah yeah that's that's always tricky yeah. to kind of find that and and there were like out in New York, like I was specifically told by a couple, like, don't go to this Broadway house. They don't hire women. Oh, so like you anyway. avoided the places where maybe you would notice and have the issue. Right. Because someone right. told you. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's I think some places I, I, I think don't work true. because of that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, the nice thing about our industry and the way that it's run, like I never take a full time job unless I know. Yep. That I actually like the environment there and the yep. people that I'm going to work with. I'm able to test drive it beforehand. Yeah. Um, I've definitely interviewed at a place where I worked a few other calls at the place and I was like, yeah, I'm going to still take this interview, but I'm probably not going to take this job. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to work in this environment and I don't want to be the one who has to try to fight and change it because yeah. it would have been a fight at that yeah. place. Um, and I feel like I noticed a lot bigger difference out in New York. Like, like in that some places I did not like working in, did not feel comfortable in and other mm-hmm. places were super welcoming. And part okay. of that was like, that was also part of why I was an electrician out in New York. There are a lot more female um, females on those calls. It wasn't yeah. as much like heavy lifting meathead yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. There's a lot more calls when I'm an electrician on the union calls are almost all women mm-hmm. or more often have a lot more women right. than, than the carpentry calls. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy a lot of the carpentry calls, but I don't want to like, carry things that I have to put over my head. I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I'm five foot three. Right. Like, come on people. Well, <laughs> and I think it's interesting too, how the genders split up via department, mm-hmm. right? Like costumes is still mainly female. Yeah. Lighting, I feel like, is split pretty much 50-50. Yeah, fairly. Um, yeah. Sound is still mainly male. I would say carpentry is maybe 70-30. Yeah. 
Well, and the thing I find is like carpentry when it's uh, like union loading carpentry, it's more in that range. But I've noticed more in scene shoppy, there's more women who are in those areas. Yes. Not, I mean, yeah. it's probably not 50 50 still, but I think it's a, a little closer. Like it might be closer to like 60. 60, 40, yeah. 40. My brain forgot how the other half of 100 <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think in, at least maybe those are just the shops I've worked in. I don't know. There might be a different number somewhere else. I've never done the math, so I can't really. I think that's uh, pretty accurate. I think it's, it's, yeah. But also, I mean, you and I are both carpenters yeah. in theater and don't do it at the union call. So like. Yeah. And that, I think that's the thing is, yeah, there, we're both in that realm. We're like, I, like we before the interview started, uh, we were talking a little bit and like literally was talking about how the union thinks I'm an electrician. Like that's what everyone who knows me only from my union calls thinks that I'm an electrician. And I never think of myself as an electrician. Mm -hmm. I never think that way. Um, I mean, I always take the electrician calls um, <laughs> when they come to me. Uh, so I sort of think of myself as, but when I get calls from theaters, that need electricians. I'm like, am I the right person for this? Should I be the one? You might want to, I always like, sometimes I'll respond to emails and literally do the like, if you can't find anybody else, right? let me know. I'm available those days. And I feel like that's not the right way to respond to those messages, but it still feels that way. It was like, no, you need somebody who's fast, who knows what the difference between gel colors are. I'm like, yeah, if you give me a number, or you give me a range, I can go find it. I know how to find things. I know how to cut gels, but I don't know what our blah, 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 blah is. Like, off the top of my head. I don't know right. that. Right. But ask me to paint you the backdrop for something, and I'm your girl. Like, right. I got it. Right. Help me build something. I can do that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's yeah. fascinating how, like, I don't feel like it translates to doing, like, house projects. Oh like, yeah, no. I can, I can build anything in a scene. Well, maybe not anything, but like I feel totally fine in a scene shop building something. Like mm -hmm. as a, especially as an electrician, like sure I can hang and focus any of those lights you want me to. That's great. And then, and I've even taken like the ETCP electrician classes, right? Like I've tried to learn learn the math. Learn, yeah. And then I'm like, Ugh, I, I don't know how to wire this in my house. Uh huh. It's the same thing with like. Uh, there's many times where I'm like. I could build this thing, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't really want to, or yeah. it's not going to look great because right. I don't really have the time or the whatever. And even painting right. in my own house, like, nah, yeah, not a thing I do. Yeah. If yeah. someone asks me to build something for their home, it's like, do you need it to last only nine months, 10 months, maybe? Yes. I could maybe get it to last a year. Right. But right. I build things that are temporary. Yes. Like they don't, they're not permanent. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, my um, husband's a structure engineer, so he builds things that are permanent. Oh yeah. I so, forgot that yeah. that's what he does. We have a little bit of that of like, I don't know. Does it look good from 20 feet away? It's only and he's like week. detail yeah. organized mm -hmm. yeah right um, whereas he's gonna make sure that you know our house stays standing which i appreciate hey you know what it takes yeah. all yeah. people to keep houses up you know yeah. things like that mm -hmm. um yeah um what would be if you say we're talking to past christy yes 
or someone else. Uh, what would some of the things that you would have told yourself to either like try or do, or just like tips that maybe you would have liked to know when you were moving to Minneapolis or moving to New York or any of those things, like what would maybe be something you would suggest or tell past you? So the, some of the very best advice that I ever got was I screwed something up and somebody looked at me and they're like, whatever, it's only make-believe. I was just like, yeah, all right, it's make-believe. Like nobody's yeah. dying if I don't, you know, hit my cue exactly right. I yeah. Mean, okay, so maybe that could kill somebody. But like 9.9% yeah. of the time, the audience can't even tell. Like, yeah. Like the the stuff that's in your mind, you know, and obviously like you, you want to do a good show, you want to do a good yeah. job. But like, it's only make-believe. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, it's okay. And everybody screws up. One of my favorite, you know, like, just that confidence of, like, you can make mistakes and people aren't going to think you're terrible at your job. Yeah, that makes sense. One of, one of my favorite t-shirts uh, was, I've, sh I've screwed up bigger shows than yours. I think I've seen that from random people wearing shirts like that. Like, I feel like that's a... Right. And yeah, so, yeah, so basically it's only make-believe. It's okay. Everybody, everybody screws up. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, always apply for something, even if you're not fully sure that you're qualified. Like, always reach for something that's slightly beyond you mm -hmm. so that you can learn. And yeah. just because you don't know how to do everything doesn't mean that you can't, like, won't still get the job and be good at the job and be able yeah. to learn what you didn't what you were worried about yeah makes sense yeah because like how else would you have ended up working super bowl or yeah. you know or moving to new york or any of those things it's like if you would have told yourself well i can't do that yeah. then then yeah you might be enjoying your career but terrified. like yeah every time i went to the super bowl i was terrified every time yeah even after you've done it for yeah i mean i get really excited to see everybody yeah but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a weird, I was in a weird in-between spot there too with like being production crew and being a carpenter. And so like, yeah, there was always a weird feeling of like, I'm not quite sure where I fit in here, but I'm going to yeah. go and do the thing. And um, yeah, because you're not part of the the touring company that's right. going to hire, you're not from that warehouse or that, that company that's putting on the show, yeah. but you're, but I, but I was hired management in a sense. I was, yeah, I was in a weird, yeah. weird spot. So there was always a lot of like insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, moving out to New York was terrifying. Yeah. Knocking, you have to knock on the Broadway doors and yeah. like, I am an extrovert. I can talk to anybody. I would get like sweaty palms and like, uh -huh. just, I hated it. I hated it. But you have to knock yeah. on the doors and just like, like I'm here for the master electrician. I would like a job. Yeah, I get it. So like feel the feel the fear and do it anyway. Like mm -hmm. it's yeah, I had that same fear big time when I took the call to do head electrician for Target mm -hmm. Nationals mm -hmm. at Target Center. And I'm like, what did I just do? Yeah. Yeah. Should I have taken this? Should I and then it showed then the people who showed up were some people I knew from mm -hmm um nfl honors so that yep. was really nice yeah to see them yeah and then i kind of learned because like actually at that time i had no idea really what even a head electrician mm -hmm. was supposed mm -hmm. to do on yep. a show like that because i'm yep. like oh 
don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh, my job was managing other people. I'm yep. great at that job. Yeah. Um, and just making sure that they were there and ready when the production burning, people burning needed the them. Cats. And that's like, your job yeah. as head electrician at the Target Center for Target Nationals. was what I was doing. And yeah. I was like, and they're dumb oh, cats. Yeah. I can do that. Well, some of them were. Sometimes they weren't. <laughs> no, I mean, that's true. Good mix yeah. of cats, but they, they, there are some. They, they were cats. Like, have yes. you met cats? I have them. Yes. Um, they're, they're not the best sometimes. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, it just, like, their their job was not to know the next five steps. But I have always been that person that, like, yeah. Yeah. even on calls where I'm not the head, it is very common that at some point I end up being in charge of other people. Yes. Somebody says, you seem to know what you're doing. Here's a list. Can you go do this thing? Yeah. yeah. I like knowing what the next five steps are. And yeah. I know that there are stagehands who don't want mm -hmm. to or care mm -hmm. or can keep that knowledge in their head, but I prefer to know it. I prefer to know what the yeah. next five steps are. Um, I don't necessarily need to act on them. I just like to know so that yeah. I, I can also help either my road person or myself be ready for the next mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. so I don't you know coil my current cable on top of the cable I'm gonna need in five seconds or right. stack things on top of the case that I'm gonna you know, any of those things or just right. like organizing numbers and prepping something for the next to make it easier right um, yeah yeah mm -hmm. those are ones where it's like it's always tricky to uh, find in that yeah. realm um the, I know that the pandemic shifted a lot of people's jobs. Are there things that you did during the pandemic um, that was still kind of related to what we do? Or did you kind of shift careers entirely? Or um, Well, I learned that I could work from home, which I did not think was possible in my job. Yeah, how do you do that? Um, so I've started Zoom stage managing for conferences for a company that basically runs all these investment conferences. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sit in my basement right here at this desk uh, and I blur the background so you can't see the deer heads. And <laughs> well, we have, we have an official like virtual background. Yeah. Um, and I get CEOs from all over the world and they join my Zoom room and I tell them when to go. And it's, I mean, like I had the CEO of Pfizer and I got to say thank you to him. Um <gasps> Nice. So, I mean, it's not, these are not small, small companies that I am now yeah. bossing around in my basement. And that's hysterical to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. So that's been really good. And then mm -hmm. in January, I started working with the vaccine clinics mm -hmm. um, and helping to manage the logistics on that side of things. And then also getting into the, the computer software that they use to make all the appointments. Um, mm -hmm. I've somehow managed to become a lead on the computer software, which is also hysterical to me. Like, how did this um, happen? And really quickly, they were like, yeah, you're going to go out on site and you're going to be by yourself and you're going to be in charge of the computers. And I was like, no one yep. has ever trusted me with the computers before. <laughs> but sure, I can, uh, I can make it happen. Trust me, I just did two days of training on that same exact thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I can do this. It's, it's, not, it's not that hard. And, and so actually, much this of is so so something I can do. Yeah, but it's and so much different. of like setting up the vaccine clinics, right? I mean, it's it's like setting up a live event. Yeah, and it's managing managing the patron. Like it's 
Yep. It's, it's all the people, things. It's cat wrangling again. Like it, yeah. it always is. It, almost everything comes yeah. back to cat wrangling in life. Yes. At least in our yes. lives. Where it's like, we just need these people to get to this thing. Yep. And in between, they need to do these tasks. Yeah. X, and Y, and Z. It's been super <laughs> fascinating to talk to the nurses too, as they're like slowly realizing that we're all theater people. Yeah. And then seeing how, how our skills like have helped Transfer. them and made like worked. Yeah. And so that's been so that was literally one of the reasons why I mean I I put off applying um and signing up to help with this but like mm -hmm. I've seen throughout almost all the pandemic friends who are stage managers and props people and lighting people mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff who have been working yeah. um at these different vaccine clinics and and uh, testing centers and things like that and when I finally applied Abby sent me a message mm -hmm. uh props designer in town yeah. and was like you should really apply to this. Uh, you would be great. You mm -hmm. can totally do it. I was mm -hmm. like, I mean, I guess, blah, blah, blah. I'll do it. They're not going to hire me, blah, blah, blah. Same day they hired me right away. Yeah, and I was like, what? What is this? Yeah. And then and then I realized that everybody who's my quote unquote boss works in my industry. Yes. So understand yeah. that like, yes, I will do this job. I love working. I want to be out and do things. Yeah. But my heart is still in our industry. And yeah. as our industry comes back, I need to shift things and I need to be flexible. And and yeah, they were like, yeah, sure. What do you got? What can you do? When do you want to work? When can you help us out and yeah. run a site? And, and yeah. honestly, it's yes, I've only had two days of training. So who knows how much. Yeah. But so far, so good. And like, I'm like, yeah, I can do this. This yeah. is something I can do easy. And I don't know. I think that's something I always... I'm reminded about our our field of work is that mm -hmm. so much of our job, even though it's really weird and quirky, the skills that theater artists and theater technicians and whatever you want to call yourself in our industry, stagehands, whatever, mm -hmm. transfer so well. You just got to find the right words to explain right. it to somebody yes. who doesn't work in our industry. Yeah. I think that's the trick. Yeah, Like you explaining uh, in the beginning that you put together Ikea furniture would make sense to somebody who like sets up a vaccine clinic because like, yeah, it is it's the same thing. It's yeah. It's, it's, a, and... it's a bunch of curtains or yeah. it's some tables and it's some signs on the wall. And it's, you know, these boxes need to be set up over here. These things need it's flow of material. Mm -hmm. And all mm -hmm. of that is stuff that we've been doing for years. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of not thinking about how doing that for all, years. Like, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah I kind of love it. I mean, the other thing that I love about it yeah. is like, you know, like it's a, a giant pivot, right? To something that I never thought I would be doing, but all my friends are doing it with me. So I didn't yeah. have like, like the hardest thing about thinking about leaving theater is leaving behind all, all these the amazing you love and people care. that I love, right? Yeah. yeah. But here we all just. <laughs> We just all said, hey, let's we work hang out together at this other part. Yeah, now we work in healthcare. Right. Yeah. So I never thought I'd work in healthcare. No, no. My sister-in-law is uh, an emergency room doctor at Children's Hospital. And at some point in February, she turned to me and she's like, she like started dancing in the kitchen. She's like, Christy, I think we're going to work together. And I was like, what? <laughs> How is this happening? Um, Why? You mean you're going to come to a concert? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but she she ended up, um, she 
picked up extra shift as the med lead, but she ended up working all the vault sites. So we didn't, oh, okay. we didn't, we didn't actually work uh, together, but no, you know, but it's, you were in the same industry in what, in, the- in what world would Sadie and I have like, yeah, have the same Someone job. Someone who like, had the uh, a medical in stuff right. and a, and a, and right. an artist and, and a technician and a whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, we just yeah. don't think about that. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have friends who have left theater, mm-hmm. quote unquote, before pandemic times. And they yeah. work in jobs all over the place and love it. And some mm-hmm. of them come back to theater. Some of them never yeah. do. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, they always keep their love of theater, which is, yeah. I think, the biggest thing. It's like, yeah. I don't know. That's what I tell anybody who I, when I've taught mm-hmm. that if you if you leave theater you don't you don't ever really leave it mm-hmm. uh, you're not a failure because you left theater right right no it's like i think unless you decide that you hate it and you never see a play again in your life or never go to a concert in your life mm-hmm. or never any of those things i was like no you learned things in those classes you learned yeah. things when you worked that one random rock show yeah. or whatever. And like, yeah. you now know this secret of right. how it works. Right. And yeah, you will always know the secret of how it works. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what I hope is that you always love some of that secret right. and that, that background knowing, right. but that you always use those skills you learn and what we yeah. do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting too, cause I had been zooming, you know, so I got furloughed obviously from the Coles on March 13th, just like, you know, pretty much everybody. Um, and then, so I took, I got the zoom job in September and then I started working for the vaccine clinic in January. And then the Coles called me back because we were going to install a video system and do some, you know, taping and then showing, you know, selling tickets virtually. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like they had to be my priority again. Right. Cause that's my, my job. Yeah. Um, and it was really hard. I really felt like I had, you know, and I, of course they furloughed me, right? Like it's not, it was the right decision. We weren't going to be doing shows. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like I had been broken up with and I had kind of like figured out how oh. to become a person and yeah. like figured out a new place. And then all of a sudden I had to go back to them and I didn't oh, really have yeah. a choice. Um, I mean, I, of course I had a choice, right? But I wasn't. Yeah. You know. But yeah, and I mean, I yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But that was, yeah. it was a tough transition. And now, you know, we're back to the summer. So I'm, I've been able to kind of balance those three what jobs. What you do with those three out. jobs. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause yeah. the polls is not a full-time position, but yeah. it was, it was a struggle in February to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm working well, in theater again. This is what that. I'm doing. Yeah. You definitely, cause I will say I definitely had moments of an emotional heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I broke down and bawled my eyes out while watching Hamilton. Yeah. I had to stop yeah. watching it mid show. Yeah. I have seen Hamilton when it was in town and I loved it and it's a great show, but I cried for a good half an hour thinking I was never going to work on a stage again. Mm-hmm. Never. And I was like, there's no reason I should feel this much, but I was like, they're going to forget about me mm-hmm. when we all come mm-hmm. back. It's not going to ever come back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get a different type of industry. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to leave this thing. I'm even right now, even my eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, yeah. to this day, it feels like we lost something about who we were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that feeling 
is still there. I think yeah. for so much of us yeah. that it's going to take a long time for that scar to go away mm -hmm. and it may never go. It probably never will go away for a lot of us. Um, yeah. And it, and, and a lot of the time it was nobody understood what we were going through. Now I'm right. not saying yeah. it was as bad as anybody who lost family members um, the medical industry mm -hmm. is insane. Mm -hmm. The things they had to see were so I sat on my couch most of the time. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. My, my experience was cushy, but it was still a chunk of me was missing. Yeah. My career, my passion, the thing I had been working on for years and was building up to other things was just gone in a day. Gone. I mean, I did technically, I worked, I was teaching, yeah. And so I still technically had work until end of May, but like I watched all my friends lose all their work. Yeah. In an, in an afternoon. Right. I knew I mean, that I had no idea when I came back, if mm -hmm. there'd be work for me. Mm -hmm. um, even now I still think every theater has forgotten about me because I was gone. Yeah. When it yeah, hit. You got out to Portland. So I wasn't there when, when everybody lost all their stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and it's a dumb experience. It's that imposter syndrome feeling yeah. of, I was never good enough. They just happened mm -hmm. to hire me when I was there. Honestly, I've mm -hmm. already had bunches of interviews and, or like conversations about designing yeah. shows in the future. It's, yeah. they're there. It's just my brain telling me that it ended and it was gone. Um, yeah. But it, it is definitely like you have to rebuild those muscle memories. Mm -hmm. First mm -hmm. couple load-ins have yep. been bad on my body. Yeah. It's yeah. not used to it anymore. Um, I, I definitely remembered you... some things. Uh, yeah. But there was a moment where we were doing something with some trust. Mm -hmm. And myself and another stagehand who she has also been working in the industry for I don't know how many years at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to put some trust together. No, to hang. We it wasn't the truss. We were um, attaching it to the mm -hmm. the chain motors, which is what lifts all the everything up. Yeah. Um, you know that. Uh, but we were having the hardest time getting it all attached together and like attaching the truss and all this kind of stuff. And one some other stagehand walked over and is like, "Hey, do you not know that you could do this?" And it's like, "I've done that how many times?" But I forgot about this cool handy trick. Right. of sliding this thing under here so that you can do this other thing. Yeah. And I was like, how did I not realize that just putting a shackle underneath this thing would do the thing I needed it to do? Mm -hmm. But my brain... Because you haven't done it in 15 months. Didn't remember. Oops. Yeah. 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 I just didn't want to remember that thing. Yeah. And, and I and think we all... Yeah, we all have to kind of yeah. be okay with that a little bit. Well, and it's, it was, it's been interesting too, like being the head carpenter of the Coles. Like, so we came back in February... Yeah. And then like three weeks into us being back, like we were, the three of us were kind of like back in the groove and had, you know, kind of figured mm -hmm. things out. And then we started pulling in overhires for a variety of different things. And yeah. I felt like I had to be part therapist, like in addition yeah. to being head carpenters, to be like, where are you at? Like emotionally. Right. Because like for a lot of people, that's their first, first mm -hmm. call back in a year. Yeah. You know, and you've got to meet them there, where they are. Like, yeah. And and work yeah. with them and let them talk about how weird it is and you know yeah i've definitely had a lot of conversations on calls 
and there will be more for sure because yep. there's people I haven't seen yet who haven't been back on shows yet yeah. or or whatever the case is yeah. or aren't coming back yet because of other reasons or because they want to wait until we're steady so they don't leave their other work. Yeah. Because yeah, it's hard because like the first stagehand call back for me was in May of this year. Mm-hmm. I had one day yeah. where I loaded out a dance yeah. show. Yeah. And then I didn't have another stagehand call until July. Yeah. No. June? No, July. Sometime in July. I had another yeah. stage and call a couple of them. And now yeah. I've had a few and a few more. Like, it's definitely picking up. But yeah. there's also that fear that it's all going to co- be taken away from us again. Yeah. Yeah. That it'll all just disappear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. it's been so bad. Like, because I, I really, like, I enjoyed being furloughed. Not going to lie. Like, oh, yeah, there was nice things about it. I, you know, I enjoyed getting to be home every night and having dinner, you know, and <laughs> with my husband who works nine to five and like getting yeah. to spend that much time with him um, has been great. And so like for the most, like, you know, I've cooked and I feel like I, you know, kind of dug into like, I'm going to embrace this time and have fun with it. And then yeah. every once in a while out of the blue, I would be like, I watched like James Corden or Jimmy Fallon. One of them did like a Broadway montage yeah. And all of a sudden I was like on the kitchen floor sobbing. And I yeah, was like, what? Just... what just happened? Like you were fine with it five <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. Right. I was enjoying this furlough and my time off. And all of a sudden I'm just like, yeah. And like the, the March, like the anniversary of losing everything, like mm-hmm. that whole week I was. It was hard on mess. everybody. Yeah. And I, and so well, it's just we weird. thought it was going to be a month. We thought it was going to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally oh, how back nice. Easter. Like, how naive we were. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been interesting to kind of be like mostly happy. And then every once in a while, you're just like gut punch of yeah. how big this loss is yeah. and what, what this year has been. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and I had chunks of time throughout this time frame uh, that, I mean, this podcast has helped me because I've been yeah. able to talk about what we do. Yeah. Um, which I've loved uh, and will continue to work on because mm-hmm. it's a great way to do things. Mm-hmm. But I had times where I lost all of my unemployment. I wasn't getting yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, so I was applying for grants. I didn't know when I was going to pay rent again. Luckily, mm-hmm. I have very lovely family mm-hmm. who was willing to help me out if I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting some of those grants. But like, there was chunks of time where I was like, do I have to give up my place that I live? Do I need to move yeah. back to South Dakota yeah. where my parents live? Yeah. And then I'm not even here when it comes back. Right. That was the other fear for right. me was like, I need to be in my city with my people Yeah. so yeah. that either I can sit in my yard and feel sad with my friends that yep. we don't get to do what we want to do. Yep. But I also, I can be here to help the city and the people with the things that I can help with, mm-hmm. whether it be mm-hmm. marching for things or, or whatever, or trying yeah. to set up this podcast or yeah. having conversations yeah. in the yard with people about things and, mm-hmm. and also be here when the work comes back. Right. I couldn't be somewhere. Like I just couldn't do well, it. I couldn't go somewhere is, else. This is this the time. life that you've built for yourself and to go back to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Nothing in South Dakota, but that's going back to high school days, you know, like, yeah. That's, well, and like, I love my parents, but they live in yeah. a very, very small town. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't work out well for our industry. Um, yeah. I didn't really want to do another career. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also I applied for so many jobs in so yeah. many other careers 
And I literally had one interview. Yeah. The entire yeah. pandemic. Um, yeah. Now, maybe I wasn't applying for the right type of work. I don't know. Um, I worked freelance for some other things, but mm -hmm. I, so, I mean, I had some work, but like I had one interview from yeah. applying for jobs, you know, three to five jobs most weeks. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. there were some weeks I didn't apply for anything because I couldn't do it. Right. But yeah, it's just, it's insane. And your entire, all of my friends were in that same boat. We're like, yeah. yeah. Some of them found work in places. Others did not. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to help them all. Like I right. wanted to be right. there for all yeah. of them in that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I know we've shifted into chatting more about our world outside of theater. Right. Um, but is there anything else uh, that you would like to talk about or share or fun story or a favorite moment or least favorite moment? I don't know. Oh, um, just anything cool. else you'd want to share with our audience? about your experience in this industry i mean i mean kind of open I, re I mean i really like our industry i really love live events in whatever like even if the live event is over zoom like mm -hmm. i love that the okay the show must go on fast paced like let's figure this out let's do you know yeah get it up and going um and so even when i'm like thinking about maybe like leaving the industry, I'm always like, Oh, but I still want to do something like what we do. Like yeah. I can't ever, what is the closest thing I can do to what we do? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause it's pretty great. And it has well, just, some, I just feel definitely so... something special about a thing that happens and then never happens again. Even yeah. if you do the show 15 billion times, right. it's still never the same yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time it's different. Same thing with and the, the people that I we guess. work with. People love, you know, people are so dedicated mm -hmm. and love what we do. Yeah. And so you work with people. Okay. There's grumps, but like, but even the ones that are kind of grumpy, a lot of them still love what they do. What, yeah. What it's weird doing. when they're so grumpy about it, but they love yeah. it. Like you can tell yeah. that they still love it. You're like, why are you so grumpy about this amazing job you do? Oh, you're just grumpy. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> right. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. I, I, I love it. I think mm -hmm. it's great. I hope mm -hmm. more people uh, get to love it, both either as the people who consume what we do, the audiences, yeah. the people in the conference rooms, the, you know, all of that. Right. And also I hope that more people get to experience doing this kind of work. Yeah. It's fun. I don't know. Well, and I hope, yeah, the Delta variant's scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, Theater will come back, right? I mean, we've been doing theater centuries. since centuries. Um, it's gone through how and, many pandemics at this point right? in its yeah, life? Theater, yeah. Like, um, I don't think this one can kill it either. Right. It's gonna try. It definitely right. tried. Right. Uh, It'd be, be really interesting, I think, to see who all who all comes back and who all. Yeah. You know. It will shift for sure. Um, and and I I kind of hope that it will shift. Some things will shift for the better. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, um, a lot of people are chatting and trying to have conversations mm -hmm. and trying mm -hmm. to fix things that were broken, but we didn't think we had the power to change or the yeah. time to change. Or... Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we well, change some of those things. <laughs> and I do remember like at the beginning of this, it was probably a lot of maybe Carrie 
And they were like, you know, like, well, we're going to like come back. And I was like, guys, nothing is going to change in two weeks. Like we're all just going to take two weeks off. And, and then it was probably around George Floyd time where I was like, oh, we're going to, yeah. It's like, going to take a this while. Is, this is good. Well, and like, yeah. we're all going to be changed. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, hopefully yeah. the industry will be changed, but like. Yep. Everything emotionally will be different than it was when we left. Like, yeah, if we were only off for two weeks, yeah, you wouldn't have, you would not have had to be a therapist on a call with people and like ask them how they're doing and like have those moments. Yeah. If we had only had two weeks or even a month off, you probably wouldn't have to retrain people on how to do stuff or, or have people decide that, you know what, I no longer want to do really long calls or right. I no longer want to work at this space or yeah. any of those stuff. Yeah. Like, cause you would just be like, cool, I'm going to go back to work the way I was well, before. You didn't, you wouldn't have had to, I mean, when you're, when you lose part of what you're doing for this long, you lose that identity. Mm-hmm. And so then you've got to re- reclaim it. And yeah. That takes time. Versus if you're out for two weeks, you don't lose, you don't identity. lose your identity yeah, in yeah, two yeah, weeks, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Cause we, our show's, or- ebb and flow every year and so there's usually a month or two in the winter that we don't have a ton of work anyways and we don't lose I think it's also because you know that you're coming back and when the start date is again or closer to you like you have an idea you're like okay I'm gonna get work again it's gonna get busy again in March yeah Yeah. it'll be busy in March or April like we'll start having a lot of work but when there is no end in sight you change Mm -hmm. but and you also I think we had a lot of time to self-reflect yeah yeah and I hope the industry, like, and I really, it's got, it's got to come back different, right? Like. Yeah. I hope for the better. I hope for I the really better. Hope, yeah. yeah. Hope for the better. Yeah. But yeah. Well, um, thank you very much for yeah. coming on, um, letting me get emotional with you uh, for a moment. <laughs> I did not expect I would go that direction with this today. <laughs> That's where my brain is, I guess. Uh-huh. I mean, it's real. It's... Chat about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, again, thank you very much um, for coming on to our little podcast and sharing what you do um, with the world. Um, if if someone is like really interested or really is like, I want to know more about what you do, is that something mm-hmm. that if someone's ever like, hey, can they send you an email? Like they did yes. me. Like, I mean, absolutely. They, they absolutely. can always contact, send, yeah, contact send us. Send me an email and, and I will send you an email. Of- 15 other people to call like yeah that, right. that's how it's all done i will happily help anybody that keep the tradition going <laughs> yeah. uh again thank you very much um for coming in yeah chatting with me well thanks for thanks for inviting me looking at the list of all the people that you have already had i'm very honored to be <laughs> you're you're well placed yeah. amongst those people in my opinion <laughs> very well placed thanks. could be because i personally use you as in a sense, sort of a mentor. I don't know. I, mentor feels like a weird word all the time, but like you were my foothold into town, yeah. I think. Yeah. Or at least one of them yeah. uh, awesome. into town. So again, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to We Shadows. We have a lot more in store for you this season. 
We'll continue our artist profiles as well as adding discussion panels and other fun things. We appreciate all the support and hope to keep hearing feedback from our listeners. Remember to recommend us to your students, theater-loving friends, and colleagues. Keep hitting that like button on our Facebook page and follow or subscribe on those podcast platforms. It all helps us make better episodes. We Shadows was created by Liesa Behrens, Rachel Lanto, and Anita Kelling. It was recorded over Zencaster and produced by Anita Kelling. Our theme music was composed and performed by J. William Kelsch. We Shadows can be found wherever you search for your podcasts. Mm-hmm.